This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just be sitting up there jacked. I'm there for the pack out. You just got to pack me in committed to the boat early on like i love getting close and putting up you cover a range of stuff on here too right like we call this the uh, the thp world headquarters you know my grandpa roy weatherby i came into like that golden little pocket where there was like four or five different bowls just you're canadian we're doing yeah, a canadian I... podcast my name's douglas Bowes. i'm robbie denning Wolfgang. Yeah, there he is. um so what were we talking about he had a nice new hat on Oh, it's not new. I just right. had to find it because, you know, Vortex and I, and we haven't seen eye to eye in the last, you know, little bit, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, I really appreciate them right now. Cause what we're doing is we are hosting a live podcast at the BC interior sportsman show. And so we are going to be on stage and we're going to be not recording, but doing a live podcast and there's going to be a shit ton of giveaways and vortex i reached out to paul who owns vortex canada and he said absolutely and he sent him a big swag pack over but we also have a whole bunch of other stuff coming awesome. so it's going to be pretty good there's going to be probably around ten thousand dollars in giveaways so you know i've reached out to sitka they're sending a bunch of stuff aku AK AKU. AKU <laughs> is sending a brand new set of boots, $600 boots. Wow. Um, Mr. Your Ranch. Who else? I got a whole list. Um, these guys. Kofaru? This guy. I think you mentioned Kofaru earlier. Crackshaw. I'm gonna, ask me about these later. Okay. Dude, I wore... We're going to get into the hunt and all that stuff, but these things were fucking insane. So remind me about them later. Um, okay. Kafaru. Man, there's a whole list of things, people, and I should have brought the list. I'm looking at it across the room, but 
Um, anyway, we'll as we get uh, more giveaways for everybody, we'll let everybody know what's going on. So if you're going to be in BC from what's the date again? What's the dates on those again? Well, April is the, the very first weekend of April. Like yeah, to say like we're gonna, April third or something like that. We're going to be on Saturday afternoon for yeah. about ninety minutes, and so we're going to have. I got a bunch of T-shirts going to be given away for the audience. It's going to be quite the event. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, so shit tons of giveaways. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Anyway, we we I kind of just started was talking with them last week, so it's this is all new. So um, as it progresses, we're going to get more and more giveaways. I'm going to keep pushing for more giveaways up right up till the event so hopefully we can get uh you know a whole slew of stuff for the audience it's gonna be pretty cool that's awesome and I'm looking forward to it as terms of get i think the conversation is going to be around bc specific stuff so maybe wildlife management jesse zeman will be in will be down there maybe we'll drag him up on stage and beat him up a little bit Sounds um good. so yeah it's gonna be lots of fun and you're wearing a vortex hat too so that's money so shout yep. out to vortex absolutely so what's up? What have you been doing oh, with your life? We haven't talked life. in a while. I it is fucking been, cold. It's I'm not leaving the house this weekend unless I absolutely have to. I just left the vehicles plugged in. Fuck that. It's got to be like minus 36, 37 out right now. Yeah, it's I'm definitely not, colder where you are. Yeah, I'm I'm going to try to get as much done on this reno <clears throat> as I can. And hopefully I won't finish it off. But uh, how's it coming? It looks good. So is that is this where your new podcast corner is going to be? Yeah, more or less. I'll have to tweak some stuff here, but this is where I could fit the desk for now. As you can see to my one side here, it's all my bins that'll be gone later on today. And I know I asked you about this, but are you going to hang Evie's moose behind you? No, fuck that. She told me I could too. She actually, before you asked me, it was like the day before, she's like, I just want you to know you can hang my moose so everybody can see it every show if you want right <laughs> behind you. It's just like, it's fine right where it is where only people who come in the house oh man there's nothing better when your trash your wife starts trash talking you oh man i gotta turn my ringer off here yeah sounds good um so what we started doing at home is after six o'clock electronics off phone calls only so if you're trying to get a hold of me you gotta call me i don't answer texts i don't know if you noticed last week i just stopped talking to you i like through text at six o'clock I didn't notice it's notice. just yeah. fucking just balls out and get home big all right he's busy he's probably working on his edition and <laughs> yeah no my edition's on hold i got a bunch of permitting engineering bs that that's is unnecessary whatever happened to being able just to build something go down get a permit follow the bc building code and then just build it whatever happened to that where'd that go I don't know. Why does everything have to be now surveyed and engineered and rechecked? And then like you get to a certain stage and then it has to be re-engineered. Jesus, what a drag on time and money. No wonder the price of houses is so fucking much. It's insane. I'm I'm adding 21 feet to my garage. And this is like an insane process. I could have been done by now. Yeah, that's shitty. It would have been nice to have that all enclosed for, well, this time of year. You could have been working on inside stuff. So like... They wanted engineered joists for the flooring. And all they are, they're 12 feet. They're the same size as a 2 by 12 Why couldn't I just use 2 by 12s It would have been a fraction of the cost. Those things were like over six grand for all that stuff, that package. Are you talking like that LVL? Yeah, you know, those engineered eye joists. Like the LVL yeah. beam, I get it. That's stronger. But I could have just yeah. bought the beam and then used hangers and 2 by 12s yeah. 
And I was like, I was thinking, you know, the two by twelves, one foot on center. They got these things that over nineteen inches on center. I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking. Crazy. I don't get it. I don't yeah, know where everything's crazy. going, man. But anyway, so no it's cell phones. We're trying to get the kids off the electronics here. No, so that's trying good. to tone it down. You I don't know. I, your kids are were your kids kind of missed that whole social like. No, it's just like the mindless scrolling through crap. You know what I mean? Like they, they get on TikTok and YouTube and all this fucking yeah. BS, and they and they find things that they just don't need to be watching. Yeah, they do it. They're they're there. They're in it. They're just older now, so you know they're young adults. They can kind of do what they want, unless I want them to do something. Then yeah, gonna, well, I mean, then they're going to do once that. Once you get but, to a certain age, yeah, it, it's only... over. But I mean, my kids are young still. They don't need yeah. to be. No, absolutely. Mindless scrolling. I was listening to, I don't know where the hell I was listening to, but so in North America, I I don't know if this, it was a U.S. survey, so we're just going to say North America, but it was the number one, the number one sought out profession for young kids is to be an influencer. In China, it was the number one sought off, sought out profession was astronaut than teacher. That's scary. It's fucking hilarious. Eh? It's it's it is scary. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, funny. Have you ever seen too, the show like The Social Dilemma? That sounds very familiar. I can't. I'd have to actually see the first couple minutes or something to tell you whether I've seen it or not. Yeah, you should watch it. Yeah. Anyway, get them fucking kids outside doing shit. That's my theory. Yes, for sure. So yeah, it, it is, is cold as f bomb out there. Yeah, I'd be There's out ice fishing right now, even in the heated shacks, and I'm still like, nope, it's not happening. I'm more worried about my truck not starting again when I'm done fishing. So, yeah, yeah, if it's not plugged in, it's crazy yeah. cold. Inside it um, is. I went out to shoot my bow yesterday, got my bow back, all back together, and I went out to shoot it, and I shot some arrows, and I was like, holy fudgical, it is cold. It yeah. is fucking cold, man. So and I went and shot I, my garage. That's good. That's I was I was hoping I'd be at the stage where I could shoot my bow in the basement here for this exact reason. It's just too cold to go outside and a couple days out from it. But hopefully this cold snap if it stays. It's so cold. Like oh. I have one of those little foam dice targets and it it's it sits outside. So when it rains, it gets like filled, oh. penetrated with water. And it is no shit like an ice cube. You shoot it and it's like ding. Like the arrow still <laughs> penetrates it, but it's like it's I it's solid. It's like a piece hard. of ice. It's like a little That's ice crazy. foam block. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not good for the target because the big as it when the it doesn't do what it normally does. You know how when the arrow goes in it, yeah, when the arrow hits it now, it cracks. It. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. No. But we well, have other targets that are just shooting on the Yeah. Let's I went to garage and shop. Well, how about you? What have you been up to? I know you were on a, a bit of a trip here just the other week. Yeah. Eventful. Was that week? Uh yeah. I, it it was last weekend. Yeah, it was good. I haven't been doing much. I got uh, the rest of my tattoo done. Oh, nice. I don't know. It just looks like hair coming out of the armpit right now. You can't even see my armpit. My shirt's covered. <laughs> I don't know if everyone can see it. It's kind of red. It hurt like a motherfucker. So it was right in the back of the arm. And man, it hurt. It yeah. would fucking hurt. I was like, holy Christ. It's cry a little? No, it's close. Let's understand. It was, uh, yeah, it's sensitive under there. It's the whole, like, basically backside of the arm. 
what is it exactly? It's hard to tell. So we took pictures of my hands holding a hammer and a chisel. Yeah, the little it's upside hammer. down too. So, um, so anyway, took pictures of my hands, a hammer and a chisel, and it's on it's chipping away at some uh brick. That's cool. Yeah, so like it. it's good. It's all done now. You know, there's people who say when you you know when you get a tattoo, you just like you crave that feeling for more. I fucking don't get that. I don't have any. I was like, no, Maybe I they just haven't had one in those sensitive areas though, because I've heard there's a few spots that are just like. Apparently, the calf is just gnarly. The back oh, really? of the calf is supposed to be one of the worst. That, and I guess around the collarbone. Huh. Interesting. Crazy. I don't know. Maybe you should get like a spider web tattoo on your elbow. No thanks. There's something like I've often maybe right of... across your neck, bow hunter, right across here. <laughs> <laughs> Come home. What do you think Work your wife hard, would say if you train harder, <laughs> bow hunt? Yeah, <laughs> from the neck down. <laughs> what do you think your wife would say if you came with like a big jailhouse bow hunter? Really she'd already have the neck. divorce papers already out, just signed right here on the dotted line. <laughs> or she'd like it. You never know. No, she wouldn't. No, I've I've spice that spice it up a little bit. Well, I guess you guys are spicing it up lots now, probably with the kids gone. Oh yeah, no kids around. It's yeah, freedom. It's nice, hard to describe. Yeah, man. But uh, it is lots of time, lots of time to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. So once you uh, once you tell us about your little adventure you had last weekend for fallow deer, you know it's funny. So you know how they're doing that. We, did we talk about that on the last show or the show before? We, we were talking about, I think it was the last show with Stuckless. Yeah. We were talking about the Sydney Island deer call for fallow deer. Yeah. Now, I went to a different island, but still, when you think of an invade, like they talk about these deer being such a menace to the island, getting in everywhere and just like killing everything. So, the perception I had in my head, I was going to drive off the ferry and I was basically going to be running over deer. Now, that wasn't the case. So I don't know if their perception of a lot of deer is different than mine or I was just not seeing. But like I did see some deer, like it gets dark early. So you can only hunt to like 4.30. Yeah. It's hard, to, you know, and and... It's not like I was hiking and there's road access. Like we're on a, a tiny little island that's 21 square kilometers. So there's roads everywhere. So I did some driving around the island when it was dark. And I did see some deer at night crossing the road. But I just didn't see call-worthy numbers. Now, again, this is a different island. But man, like they talk about doing a call on this island as well. And you'd think like, man, for to get to the point where it... To get to a, the point where you have to do a call on an animal, it just seems like there would be a lot more fucking animals. Well, especially if you're doing it from a helicopter, you know, like yeah, maybe going. I needed to get in a helicopter <clears throat> and check it out. But I mean, like, still, like, you think like a 21 square kilometer island that was invaded by deer, you think they'd be fucking everywhere? Yeah, you wouldn't even have to really go too far. And I was had permission to hunt on two properties, and man, I seen. It was funny, like the very first day I got there was beautiful. Like this is typical coastal, like, fuck you. So like I grew up on the coast. I know what it's like. So like you get to there, you get there. And it's like when the coast is, when it's sunny and a nice day on the coast, you fucking, it's beautiful. 
gorgeous. So I get there, it's beautiful, right? No wind, just sunny. I'm walking around. I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me of like a nice day back home. See two bucks, two fallow deer bucks the first day, but they were on somebody else's property that doesn't allow hunting. But I was like, oh man, this is going to be fucking, this is going to be awesome walking the park. Next day, pissed rain, got soaked. Second day, rained in the morning and smartened up a little bit. And then the last day was nice. But man, I covered a lot of ground. I did a lot of like cruising through that thick bush, a lot of still hunting, a lot of ambush style hunting, waiting. I even tried some calling, like just fawn distress calls. I tried some grunts. There is black tailed deer on the island. I've seen a few of those, but you can't hunt those. But you can hunt those in December. So if I was there a month earlier, I did have a mule deer tag. I could have just popped in. You know what I often wonder? Why do we not have black-tailed deer tags and mule deer tags? I've actually We have white-tailed deer. Like, why don't we have three species or... Well, I know why they don't have one for color. But why don't we have three species of deer tags? Well, it seems odd, too. It's it's not like the blacktails are spread out everywhere. I mean, they're located in a very small area. You, and lots of people hunt them. So there should yeah. be a, a tag for them, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so back to this, to what else, to my hunt. So the first day um, was great. You know, um, they're quick. They're more skittish than a whitetail. Crazy. Hmm. Um, second day, I didn't see a single deer. Third day, didn't see a single deer. Or sorry. Okay, well. The first day was only half because I got there like after two. So let's count the first full day of the Friday, which rained. I didn't see a deer. Saturday, didn't see a deer. Sunday morning, I'm having my coffee on the back of my tailgate. And I noticed my cable splitter was cracked. So I grabbed it and I pulled on it pretty hard, right? Because I want to put it through the test. It popped out. Now you got to remember how hard I am on my equipment and how much that bow gets shot. That bow I've had for about a year. It's had a lot of arrows through it and I've replaced the strings on it and I haven't replaced those, the those plastic oh. cable splitters, which I probably should have. So, but like, if you look at my bow, it is mangled. Like I use my bow as a shield when I'm walking through thick bush. Obviously I don't run my strings through there but still you know what i mean like and i use it fuck if i'm walking up a steep hill i've got a 15 inch stabilizer i'm pushing down on that thing and man it just gets beat up and i hunt a lot right so you know um anyway i pulled that thing out and i was like fuck and that was when i i was sending you the picture there right yeah and so i was like well this is no good um and then as soon as i pulled it out the strings are crossed on that string splitter right they come down then they do an x and they go back they kind of like do a little half hitch almost and yep. they go back down onto the cam so i go in the back of my truck i grab a ratchet strap make do a, make a little bow press and i get the piece back in i put a little bit of that crazy glue i had on that nine second glue put it in there and then i tied it together with all the serving i had in my backpack which isn't a lot. What do you typically bring with you? In my kit? Yeah. Oh, you got to do this to me now. You should have said this earlier. I would have brought it down. Um, in my kit, 
I have like extra knocks, extra broadhead, extra field tips, wax. I've got a peep sight, serving string, D-loop material, uh, a knife. I've got some emery cloth, a lighter. Pretty much set for any kind of minor repairs. Allen key set, hex key set. Like the minor stuff, right? Like I could fix. And like I've I've worked on a lot of bows, right? I know how bows put together. So I could usually figure out some way of working. Um now the amount of serving string I've always kept in my bag was for like small little like quick stitch around you know, if if say my rest cable is getting in the way, just throw a quick couple half inches around it, right? Or my peep sight comes out, somehow gets stuck in a bunch. It's happened before, it pops out. You can just quickly do a couple loops on the top and bottom and it'll work. So anyway, um, I tie it back in with a serving string I had, which wasn't a lot. Like once you start doing half hitches and you start tying on each side, it's not a lot, right? If I would have had more and I would have been able to basically serve the whole thing, the whole um, string splitter in there, because it has a hole through it, right? Like, I don't know if you've seen it. See what they look like? But yeah. anyway, you can look at anyone listening, they can look it up on the internet. So I tie it around there a bit. If I would have had more, it would have probably been fine. So anyway, last day, I see a little spike buck right at dark, like right before dark. And I drew back and basically it popped out. So what happens when it popped out is those PSC, they have cable stops, right? Yeah. So basically it popped out and then this cable stop pulled right through the cable, buggered the, the uh, um, bugged the cable up a little bit, not much. And then basically it just pinched itself. So it stopped. So that's why when I sent you the picture and I think I posted on Instagram, it shows my string just hanging there. So basically what happened was the cam flipped through the strings, like through where it normally stops on the cable, it pulled through. And then because there was no splitter in there, the cable was really tight and it pinched on the cam and that's what stopped it from retracting back. Gotcha. Like, you know, no damage to myself or the bow, right? Like, and that was the thing when I, when we were talking, did we talk that morning or we were texting? I can't remember. But anyway, I was saying, I'm like, I'm not going to shoot it. I'm not going to take any practice shots. It's it's basically, it's either going to work or it's not, right? I, I knew that it wasn't going to hold because there's just too much pr- pressure on the amount of serving I had on there. So, yeah, that that's how it ended. And, like, I, I did figure out a lot of stuff that last day. I figured out where they bed. Um, you know, the biggest thing was I've never hunted those deer. I've never been on that island. I had no idea how to hunt those deer. And, like, when I go back, I'm going to go back at the end of this month. My setup's going to be a lot different. I'm not going to have a bino harness. I'm just going to have a single strap for my binos around my neck. And my range finder is just going to be basically tied off, hanging low. Not I, Normally I have it on a, um, you know, those little paracord cables. Yeah. And I put it in my pocket. That doesn't work. It's, it takes too long. So I got to have everything hanging. Okay. So, and one other thing too, is I was running those Grim Reapers, which I've used all year and they're killing it. So why would I change it? But with those deer, I'm going to have to shoot through a little bit of bush. Now I know a lot of guys listening aren't going to like that, but 
I'm fully confident in a broadhead being able to punch through the bush that I'm shooting through. Like a fixed blade broadhead, sorry. Yeah. So just because you don't want something clipping opening up and then yeah, that's a problem with mechanicals. You try shooting through any like they bed down in this. It's really thick in there, but it's not thick. It's just like you know the underlying fir trees and pine, how they have the tiny little branches. Yeah, and like there's no leaves on the branches, no needles. They just they're in the way that they they must like it in there because well they're super skittish anyway, but I think they just they bed down in those areas and you can find it. I was finding those areas where they bed down. So my plan next time is to have a fixed blade broadhead, low pro fixed blade broadhead on there. And then basically I'm going to get into their bedding areas early in the morning. Just wait. And wait. Did and I'm going to take any... a burlap, you know, like that, that little, those little burlap half blinds. Yeah. I'm going to take one of those like you have. Oh, that's not even a burlap one. They're, they're a material. But they're well, got, whatever you know what I'm saying. Pop up the edge, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's yeah. they're awesome. Even like just a burlap cloth or something, just to hide a little bit of my movement because they're skittish as hell. It's nice having those pop ups though, because they're self standing. You don't have to worry about spikes or draping it over branches or anything. That's yeah. what I like about them. They just poof, they're up. So that's that's awesome. Did you find any similarities or differences between? Kind of what you were finding the blacktail bedding in versus like a mule deer. I mean, they're close, close cousins. Blacktail? I wasn't hunting blacktail. Yeah. No, I'm straight up blacktail, the fallow. Did you notice any difference like from a mule deer? From the mule deer and that, or are they all? I've never, well, like, so, well, you're asking me like mule deer, like where I hunt mule deer? Well, I don't know. Because that's not really a fair, guess... fair question because. Okay, well, then how about blacktail? Because they're on the yeah, same Yeah, okay, island. blacktail. Yeah, the different area. Okay. They like hanging out in those really dry pockets where it's really dense and okay. thick. And like the blacktail, they're hanging out in more coastal type gotcha. topography, landscape, environment. Okay, fair enough. Interesting. But, so one interesting thing. So that, that little buck I seen at the last day, he was brown, brown and black. Now, they're, those deer are really like really light, light grayish brown color with a lot of white on them, be- like beautiful spots. You see those traditional looking deer. There is some deer apparently that look like they're the same color as a black-tailed deer. Really dark fur. So I don't know. I've asked, I was asking some people there if they know anything about crossbreeding. I don't even know if it's possible to crossbreed with those animals, but I mean, who really knows? Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because there's some that were really dark. Now, I don't know if they've just evolved into a darker shade like animals do, but these ones, are, there is some that are like a lot darker, like dark, black tail dark, really black, like brownish black stripe down their back. But they still have the typical fallow deer antlers, which are really cool. Like the first time I seen those two bucks, I was like, holy fuck, those are cool. Yeah, they look, and they're at ninety-five yards, and it like, it's funny because like when you when you first see something you've never seen, like I've seen pictures, but I've never seen it on the hoof, like I've never seen it in with my own eyes. It took me a second to acclimate what the heck I was looking at, because you're used to seeing like a traditional rack. Like if I'm hunting whitetail, I know the rack instantly. Yeah, mule deer instantly, right? And even like the white on the neck, the shape of their ears. When I looked at this thing. It took me a second to realize what I was looking at because it was in the bush, like it was in the tree line. It was, it was 95 yards away. And it just was looking at me. I was like, 
what the heck am I looking at here? And then I was like, oh shit, right? <laughs> but yeah, super cool. A lot of fun. Um, like I said, next time I'm going to do some things differently. Um, but you know, that was the first time hunting them, but man, it is, it was a quick reminder what it's like hunting on the coast. I was wet. And like I was saying, when I was going there, I was like, it was pissing rain. I was like, fuck man, I don't think I brought enough clothes. And, and just because I had no place to dry them, I'll sleep in the backseat of my truck. Um, you know, my rain gear was wet, but, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's good. good to try something new. That's where these, these, now I hope I'm not fucking the name up. Grackshaw, these things. So what these are and people listening, I got to start putting these videos on YouTube just for shit like this. Maybe I'll start. I'll upload everything to YouTube again. So what these are, these are boot dryers. Oh shit. Yeah. They plug in just to a regular, like a regular little battery battery pack. No shit. And you just stick those down the boot. And you stick these in the boot like this. And they oh. are fucking okay. money. And they're Do super they just light. Sit vertically like that? Like these weigh these weigh like as much as a nutsack. Like they even look like that. Like they're fucking, they're so light. Of Kevin's nutsack, right on. Yeah, right there. Something. Okay, so do, do they hang vertically like that and blow right. out, or do they sit flat, or like how do you put them? It doesn't matter. These... They just blow air. Okay. Um, well, that's, I'm wondering if they're sucking from the back. That's why I'm asking if they got to be hanging vertically or not. Yeah, here, let me, let me just try something here. So I got this wild, little, man. I got this little adapter thing here for a USB. Yeah, okay. I plugged it into my phone. So right now I'm running these things off of my phone. Look at here. Can you hear the air coming out of them? I can't. Can you hear that? No. Can you no, hear it? I don't think I can. You can't hear that? Okay. Could anyway, just be, could just I, I was putting me. them on the microphone so you can so you'd get an idea, but it sounds like like they're like a little they're little dryers, man. They're That's fucking awesome. genius. And this is plugged into my phone right now. Now this would probably drain the shit out of the battery of my phone, but if you you know everybody carries with them a little um, battery pack. Oh, hell so yeah. anyway, these things were a hundred bucks. I bought them online. I'm gonna post up a link below. These things are fucking money, especially on the coast. Like I was there. First day they were fine. Like, you know how wet it is on the coast? And I'm wearing waterproof boots, but they still get wet. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. They still get wet. Shit gets wet. Those things, fucking genius. And they're light. Like, you just wrap them like this. Put them in your backpack. Like, they're small. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to tell because I got massive hands here. Well, I was so. going to say you got little girly hands there. but <laughs> Anyway. But yes. No, those are awesome, man. Rackshaw. So cool thing. I was talking to this guy about him. He's sending us two pairs to give away at really? the show. Excellent. There's going to be a couple of happy people. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So you got to sure. think of how handy something like that would be in your backcountry camp. Not even backcountry. Oh, You're just. Dude, I was hunting out of my everything. truck and my boots every morning. I put these yeah. in my front seat. I pl plugged my little battery pack into them and they were dry. I was like blown away by these things. And um, Mark Livesey told me about these. Oh, okay. And these things are fucking money. So these are Grackshaw. Like I said, they're just awesome. So I'm going to put a link sweet. up. Yeah, they're the best thing ever. Super cool. Really anyway, nice. 
Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. That just kind of segued it into that, but that's it. It's over. No. Anyway, my bow's back together now. I went down to Hardcore Archery in Kelowna, BC. Shout out to the boys down there. They made me some new strings right away. So I got it all back together. Get new cables, the whole nine yards, or yeah, yeah. It was time. Yeah. Those I haven't got those replaced since the summer. So yeah, yeah. So, I think I'm due for some new strings and cables as well. I know my strings have been stretched to shit. Servings. Are you going with the same color? I went with yellow this time. Yellow and black um, serving. I'm not sure. I might go try out some different strings. Um just to see. Um I can't remember who made the strings. The the bow shop in uh uh fuck I'm having a brain fart here down south of me where I go he orders them out of the states and stuff and they've always been great bow strings but they do stretch um so I've been just trying to do a little research on different bow string companies or mom and pop shops that kind of thing that make them up and just trying to find something that hopefully won't stretch as much because I don't know how many uh sight tapes I went through throughout the summer because like you well, you need better. They got to be, you got to ask them it's what the they're making material. it with. Yeah. yeah. So I've been so looking like 42, at 452X, really good. Yeah. So if you can use that, use it. Yeah. So I think right now I'm looking at to uh, one place I found was it's called A3 Archery. And uh, they're, they're starting to use a lot of different materials. I've got a few friends on social media who are using them and they just, yeah, I would, we'll see. I haven't done it yet. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I've got other things going on, but uh, it, it would be nice to have a string that doesn't stretch as much. Just, I hate fucking adjusting stuff all the time in sight tapes. I know it's going to happen, but the less the better. Yeah, I was talking to Brent from A3. Oh, okay, nice. They're in the States, yeah. So the night, the, the, I mean, the nice thing about local shops is you're supporting local, but I mean, they don't really make a lot of money off those strings, making them. But um, it's just, I need, you need string. I need strings right away. I want to throw them on my bow right away. So I couldn't wait. And that's one thing, especially being up in Canada, when you're ordering from down in the States, you have to expect delivery to be a little longer than it would be. You know, know, like some of that material that those guys use, you're looking at two to three weeks lead time in the U.S., Canada, you're probably looking at more like four to five. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I now there is that. guys, there is guys in Canada that do make bow strings, yeah. but they're using a lot of really good material, those companies out of the States that are making them. Yeah. I figure what's the harm in, you know, trying something new and I've got a spare set. Yeah. You just have to give yourself enough time. So you just realize, like, hey, I got my strings on here now. I, I want some new ones. So, Plan it out for a month ahead. Yeah. And when I put my but, new strings on last time, my other ones I had just put on just before hunting season. So by the time hunting season was over and, you know, practice shots and stuff, those strings had just seated in. They're nice and like just broken in. So I took those off as my, those set of strings with the peep and everything. They're, they're my set. They're my spare set that I bring with me all the time. So they're ready yeah. to go. And then, I wonder what, Sorry, I, I totally Sorry. cut you off there, dick move. That was it? Okay, well, I don't That was it, bad. yeah. Oh, okay. You feel so bad now, do you? Um, I was <laughs> going to say, I wonder what poundage those strings are pulling now. My spare set? No, the ones on my bow. It'd be interesting to see the difference here. Because the last ones, when I just checked them before, I like two days before I left, they were pulling 68 pounds, and that's a 70-pound bow. Now, 
I don't know how much shots like life those limbs have in them. Like how many shots can you shoot from a bow before the limbs start getting weak? It's my question. I'm sure a manufacturer's going to tell you never, but everything has yeah, somebody's a ever shelf done life. a study on them. Yeah, I wonder. I should legit. I wish party. I would have checked that out. What's that? I said a legit third party kind of deal, not not the makers. Not yeah, the well, and, doing their and own that's testing. just it. It has to be legit third party. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I'll have be, to go check it out. Be. Yeah, but yeah, sure. I like the yellow. Uh, uh, I went with yellow and black. I might next time I might go all yellow, yellow serving, yellow well, stacks. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool the different combinations you can get now. I mean, if you want to just personalize it a little bit, it's like why not just. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, end of this month, you're going to head back. What yeah, end of this month, I'm going back. Well, a lot better than they were. Like, I I, I know a lot of people said I was going to go down. It, it's funny, when I first seen those deer, like, the first afternoon, a couple hours, I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? If I go to, if I, like, had the, <laughs> if I would have killed one within the first couple hours it, it would have been too much like you, you need humility like you need to go through like there's you need suffering because like Kevin it's hasn't just, suffered it, at all this year it builds character <laughs> well no fuck you I have <laughs> but you know what I mean like it's just like so like with the whitetail hunt I was there a couple hours and killed a deer but like I spent a lot of time chasing like no, absolutely. trail camera work and moving, moving shit. Like I moved blinds or blinds around, set up tree stands. So there's a lot of work. You had a hell and of a I did year, sit but in you the definitely earned it. That up a couple, you know, reset up a couple tree stands and yeah. constantly moving cameras around. So it's not like I just went out one afternoon and killed a deer. Yeah. No, you definitely put your, your work into it. I think a lot of people just see the end result and they're like, motherfucker. But yeah, well, that's how I think everybody's society just looks at stuff where they just want the end result. They don't see, like, no. they don't want to do all the work leading up to it. That is true enough. And like, I, like, well, we've already talked about it enough before, but like, you got to go through a lot of shit before you. Yeah. Yeah. It comes together eventually. Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's it. That's all I got. We've got to have yeah. to talk about something else. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I think I'm going to start bleaching my, my skulls here that I, you haven't done that yet. Year. Fuck dude. Like I literally, I'm not shitting you get home from work. I've been trying to put together a program called fishing forever. Uh, oh, it's going to happen. What's that about? Third. Uh, it's a program BCWF put on. It's usually a summertime event and the event itself is usually uh, like a community city area, um, like a rod and gun club will contact the BCWF Fishing Forever Department and be like, "Hey, we got these lakes here. We there's no dock access for people in wheelchairs or any other kind of disabilities. So they'll go in, do an assessment, and potentially build a dock in an area where you can catch fish from the dock. So that's another. You don't just want to build a dock on a lake. You got to be able to catch something from it." So we were kind of in the process of talking about some of that stuff. And then I was like, well, has anybody ever tried an ice fishing event? I've got a man-made dock out there for the whole bloody lake every winter and uh, hasn't been done before. So 
we decided to go ahead with it. And right now, February 3rd, we're going to be doing that. And basically in a nutshell, it is, it's for everybody. It's really geared toward anybody with any sort of health issues, um, children getting, you know, some of the elderly and stuff like that, that just have a hard time getting out on their own now. Um, anybody in wheelchairs, anything like that. We're going to, we've got a couple shacks down there that have wood stoves in them. So if we can get you in those, those are the most comfortable. Uh, anybody in a wheelchair, we can't get any, we can't get wheelchairs into the ice shacks that we have. So what we're going to use is uh, uh, kind of like those pop-up tents, like the Eskimo pop-up tent that I have. Yeah. And put them over top of anybody who can't get into a shack, put little Mr. Buddy heaters in there and... We're going to get them set up with fishing. They don't have to get a fishing license. They don't have to bring gear. We're going to supply it all. And uh, yeah, so we're reaching out to a lot of a lot of places, a lot of companies trying to see if they can help us out. It was short notice because we were a little actually concerned about the ice because it was so warm. So we weren't sure if we were going to be able to hold it. And then finally we just pulled the trigger on it. So yeah, I've been, I can't tell you how many hours I've been on emails and phone calls directly after work, just trying to get this arranged and, uh, it's coming yeah, along a, nicely. It's a lot of work, but everything's uh, everything. Well, anything worth doing is a lot of work. Oh, hell yeah. But it's going to be so worth it. I'm, I'm excited about it. So the skulls have definitely taken a backbench on this because when I've done that, I have like an hour or two at night and I just work on the reno downstairs and. Evie sees me at dinner time, and then I come back upstairs at like 10 o'clock. Then it's like, okay, time to go to bed. And I'm up at five o'clock to go to work. So, yeah. Yeah. It is Busy what it guy. is. No, it'll be fun. Should be good. Yeah. It'll be a good time. So, lots of pictures. That's all I can say. Lots of smiles. All right, buddy. Well, right. I don't know. I got, I don't have anything else to say. So, uh, we got Mark Hall on soon. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Mark Hall's always great to talk to. Yeah, so maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll poke at him a little bit. He's got lots going on. Yeah, he's always a fun guy to talk to. So, okay, man. All right, we'll have talk a good day later. You too. Yeah.